Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Kate Irvine. Welcome, Kate. Welcome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No problem. Great to um, great to connect again and uh, have a chance to a bit of a catch up and find more out about what you do and how you do it and where you do it because um, you've certainly been on an, an interesting journey and um, really curious to, to to see what you know what's coming as well. Yeah. Um, so where where it all started? Um, obviously, you've got a, a PT background. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you're a, a practitioner as well as a, as a coach, you know, you've, you've been a CrossFitter or are a CrossFitter and, um, you know, practice what you preach. What's the, where did it all start for you? Yeah, so really good question. So back, uh, right back at the very beginning, um, I lost my mother when I was seven years old from suicide and uh, that led me on a pretty brutal journey through my adolescent time. It stemmed off from, you know, 18 years old to sort of 21, 22 down the drug scene and pretty much wrote my entire life off for those (sighs) that amount of time. And uh, what really got me out of that was a big part of it being fitness. You know, I I liked fitness as a kid and, and I was a pretty, you know, I wasn't a high achiever sporty kid, but I was into sports. Um, but yeah, fitness really drew me out of that. And, and I went and did my PT sort of basic cert at that point, which led me into university, uh, into the nutrition side, uh, working at a gym and then sort of matching those two together was a really big thing. And mm-hmm. now sit, sitting within, went and did my NLP hypnotherapy, timeline yeah. therapy papers, um, yeah. and now doing a psychology degree as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, wow. fast forward now and here we are. <laughs> <That's> huge. <laughs> Yep. So you are, you clearly enjoy the studying part as well as the delivering part. You'd think so. You'd absolutely think so. <laughs> I think a big part of it for me is, is you know, when you're passionate about something, you it doesn't feel like study as mm. per se. You know what I mean? And I, I truly believe that, you know, every practitioner like yourself, you know, we do need to be educated on all levels to be able to serve in the best way that we can um, and keep our clients safe in whatever level that we're, we're working at. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, um, in terms of the nutrition stuff, you uh, you studied with Holistic Performance Institute. You did the, the yeah. level one and then you carried on and did the level two. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I did AUT first for nutrition okay. and yeah. it was good. But yeah, HPN through Cliff uh, yeah. was just absolute game changer. So yeah, definitely amazing course through there. Yeah. How was that level two stuff? Because I, I stopped after one because I uh, I couldn't, couldn't commit the time, but um, mm-hmm. was tempted was it a couple of years to to get through that level too? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty full on. And I think the biggest thing is that, you know, any practitioner understanding is, is the difference between the two. One is, you know, a health coach or nutrition mm. coach, as mm. per se, and the other takes you into being an actual, you know, clinical nutritionist in that sense. So, yeah, yeah it, it was a lot of study, you know, but it's paid off now working with, you know, high-performance athletes, everyday people, CEOs, you know, everyone mm. needs really mm. good nutrition at some level. And it's just having the understanding to be able to deliver that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good tool. Um, and then that took you to to NLP, which took you to psychology. So was the NLP good? Because I'm doing the same. Was was, was that um, that whetted your appetite for more psychology stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, it was an absolute game changer. I think the biggest thing with neuro linguistic programming is that 
when we understand the power of our words, we understand how we, we've got to where we are within life, you know. So, yeah, it was a really big thing for me, pairing that up with hypnotherapy uh, and then timeline therapy, so a lot of trauma release in that sense. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, working now, you know, in the psychology field. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, I think for me it's such a big passion because I'm also doing a part in neuroscience as well, so working with the brain. Yeah. And I always believe that, you know, the mind is the brain in action. You know, both need to be calibrated. But, mm -hmm. yeah, NLP yeah. was a great place for me to start and, yeah, would highly recommend it for anyone. Brilliant. Mm. Um, and the psychology from from where are you uh, studying is it is it remote or do you do you go on campus yeah so I'm doing that through Waikato University yep. so all of it is online I can go over the campus and I have yep. done a few times just to get to know the other students mm. and mm. the lecturers and and you know when we sort of do get put into groups and tasking and things like that you know we've we've got that support you've kind of met them in person so yeah doing it through there and it's been amazing they've been absolutely incredible the whole way through yeah yeah and how long does that is that three years as well Four years. Four. So, yeah, four right. years tagged in with the neuroscience side of yeah. it as well. So, yeah, you, you'd think I do love study. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think really I just give myself a self-hypnosis into doing the study and then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a thought. Yeah. Right. That Absolutely. Could, that could work at the beginning of every day or maybe on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. You've got it. So, so what? Um, obviously, your business is, is Kate Irvine Mentoring. So you're a mind state and nutrition mentor. So, um, so interesting language there in terms of the the use of the word mentor as opposed to coach or, or other things. Mm -hmm. What was the thinking behind that? Yeah, really good question. So I'll start with the mind state side because yeah. a lot of people hadn't really heard that. Yeah, I remember hearing Deepak Chopra many many years ago talk about the word mindset, and mm. he said. You can't set the mind in a certain way because if you set the mind in a certain way, then it's stuck in that in that realm the entire way through. And it kind of got me thinking is that when someone comes to me and they say, oh, I want a positive mindset, mm. I'm like, well, I can't set your mind in a positive mm. mindset, but our mind go through, goes through various different states every single mm. day. Mm. So if people understand that when you're going through different states, whether it be happy, anger, sadness, stress, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. that you can actually calibrate yourself to each and every state to be able to get through it. Everyone wants to feel joy. They want to feel happy. They want to feel motivated. They want to feel mm. confident. Mm. But what happens when we come into anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, grief, you know, shame, whatever it might be, if we don't know how to calibrate down that end of the spectrum, then we often end up feeling in a slump, getting stuck, Yep. you know, and, and really yep. going into what could be a deep, dark hole. And mm. then when we come out of that and we ride the wave and come back into happiness, you know, uh, joy, confidence, whatever it might be, we tend to often get attached to those things. And then we have a self-expectation that life needs to be and should be this way the entire time. But the reality is, is that it's not. You know, life will throw various different things of, uh, at you throughout the, your time, you know, here on earth. So it's, mm -hmm. you need to be able to calibrate both, you know, such yeah, a big thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, that, yeah that, that explains the state nicely. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, then, we've talked about nutrition, but sort of um, the mentor bit at yeah. the end. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think for a while there, it was kind of like the word coach. I think of the word coach, I think of like a soccer coach or a rugby coach. I always, yeah. you know, sort of, put it into sports, you mm. know? Uh, and when I thought of, you know, trainer, I thought of like personal trainer, you know, yeah. someone that trains yeah. people. Mm. When I thought of a mentor and when I've had mentors myself, 
I believe in teaching people the tools to set you up for life. It's not about taking you through a process to keep you as a client for five years. If mm. I can teach someone the tools and, you know, the capabilities within six to 12 months, mm. send you on your way. I bump into you in five years, 10 years time, and you're still applying those. I've done my job, you yeah. know, and I believe that that's mentoring. And a lot of my clients, you know, they often say to me, Kate never hands you the tools. Like you've got to work for them, you know, mm. and I, mm. I tend mm. to not give people things on a silver platter because I think so much of the time we can often be coached through. It's like, oh, well, here's this, here's that. But the application really isn't behind it. Yeah. As for me, a mentor is someone that actually guides you through the application and then gets you to do it in real time, which I think is so crucial. Yeah, that's where the real learning is, isn't it? The experience of doing it so that you can fine tune it, you know what it feels like. And, um, you know, you can learn as you go. You're right. So right. Because people just want food plans and people just want solutions and people want uh, the flick of a switch or a take of a pill yep. solution and um yeah. unfortunately there's no there's nothing gained by um, by having the shortcut absolutely and i i think it's so important and you would have seen it many a times before is people with nutrition if if you if they don't actually learn why we use the tools that we do if they don't learn why protein is important carbohydrates are important vegetables fiber all these things mm -hmm. they just read off a piece of paper every day and they've got no education but at the end of the day that piece of paper they can't live off it for the rest of their life so yeah. educating them along the way to like you say applying that behavior yeah. is so so crucial you know because the end of the day you give someone a you know i've seen it and you would have seen it too surgeries and all kinds of things done and mm. that's all fine and very well mm. and, and for some people there's a time and a place and that's fine yeah but people that take the shortcuts the psychology and the behavior of the eating is still there it doesn't actually change anything it might change the physicality of the body yeah. but it don't, doesn't change the psychology so for me i sort of think well how does that help a person long term you know mm. what i mean mm. so it's yeah. always a big one it is a big one. And yeah, I've had clients and I know people who've, who've gone through the surgery route and, um, you know, all good, to, all power to them, you know, from a from a mental health point of view, I think sometimes it's a useful tool because mm -hmm. it can help shift people quite quickly. Mm -hmm. because, right. The, the rest of the picture has a much longer catch up. That's that journey can't be circumvented in any way. So, you know, it, there's there's always catch up to be had and maybe. I think if people are prepared and they know that and they're coached or, or, or you know given advice going into it then they they know what they're letting themselves in for and and you know if that gives them a, a final outcome that they're after great absolutely yeah um so you were based in auckland mm -hmm. uh you're now based in tauranga sunny yes. <laughs> yeah i call it paradise not long ago yeah. aka you know paradise never rains in the mount is my my sort of sure. tagline for that. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, I was in Auckland and um, I was personal training, I was crossfitting yeah. uh, and I was, you know, I was very busy up there, but mm. I just sort of, I came into a back injury um, mm. and yeah. that sort of stopped me crossfitting in that sense at a competitive level. Yeah. Um, and yeah, coming through that, I just sort of found for me, I was like, Auckland's such a busy, you know, it's such a busy vibe. It's very go, mm. go, go, you know, mm. and mm. Um, the Mount always drew me, you know, I always loved it down here. I was felt very relaxed yeah. and I was at a point in my business where a lot of it was actually unintentionally online um, and this is long before you know sort of COVID ever came along yeah and yeah I moved down here May 2019 and uh, and it was it was such a great move you know and I I transitioned over to City Fitness over in Tauranga 
And I was there maybe about three weeks and I went, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and uh, I was away with the sports team over in uh, the Pacific Games and I came back and I just made the decision then and there. I was like, right, I'm going to move my entire business online. Brilliant. And yeah, I did a lot of, you know, like my own psychology work around that and my confidence to do it and, and put mm. everything in place. I've got a great team behind me that helps me. Um, so yeah, so did that and the transition was amazing. It was so amazing. So right. yeah, when, when COVID came along, I was very, very fortunate to be in the position that I was, that's for sure. I bet you I bet you couldn't believe it. It's like you had a crystal ball, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. You yeah. you future proofed your business before you needed to, which I guess is a very smart move. Mm, absolutely yeah Which? I think I think as well it was you know I, I picked up surfing when I came down here and my sort of ultimate dream was to live in New Zealand in the summer and and work right. and surf and then right. go over to the Mentawi Islands and work and surf <sighs> so I think I was you know I was preempting that happening uh yeah. and so yeah so it just sort of came about from there yeah 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 fantastic yeah. um and so there's probably not enough sun by the sounds of things in Tauranga because yeah. you're <laughs> Yeah. Not at the moment, if I say that quietly. <laughs> your, your plan is to um, to hop over the ditch. It is. It yeah. is indeed. So March 2023, right. uh, moving over to the Gold Coast. So yeah. setting up there and, yeah, looking forward to having a balance and, and bringing back some in-person uh, corporate sessions over there for the teams yeah. over there that I already work with and then also okay. expanding mm. uh, and then sort of condensing down my my online work, you know. And, okay. and as you would know, you know, having that personal contact in person sometimes is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so it's having a balance of the two. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, great. And I mean, you know, if you like surfing, you couldn't really choose anywhere better, could you? That's the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very fortunate. Very fortunate indeed. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm very envious. Um, <laughs> and so so it, I'm interested to know a little bit more about sort of making that shift and how, what the challenges are for people that might be thinking of doing the same thing, you know, in terms of sort of marketing yourself, obviously, appointments are in, not in person they're online so mm. is the the way of getting yourself out there and, and marketing yourself do you find it's sa the same methods or are there things that you've had to do differently to to find the audience yeah it's a really good question I I guess I'm probably I wouldn't say I'm rare but I was one of the ones that I don't know for many many years even back when I was personal training I never did set marketing I never you know did anything that was like billboards or ads or anything like that predominantly my business was just word of mouth uh, and I, I I know it's a very old school way but I still believe today it's it's the strongest method you know um, when we're looking at things like algorithms and Instagram and all this stuff, for me, it's, a, you know, my team, it's, it's that's their jam. Uh, but for me, it's way above my head, you know. So I think when I transitioned online, it was really good because it actually allowed me to expand to wider New Zealand, Australia, Canada, yeah. LA, you know, many, many countries all around the world now. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, you know, if I think of marketing, I think of what you're putting out on social media, you know, and if there's one thing I found when it comes to when we're posting on social media is authenticity. Mm. People aren't stupid. People mm. can read if, you know, if you're bluffing, if you're talking about something that you actually don't believe in mm. um, and people want to see you action, what you preach, you know, yeah. uh, I had one of my athletes the other day, I do a lot of cold water therapy and they were like, you know, go down to Lake Topol. I, I did a workshop, you know, for some guys and they're like, go down to Lake Topol. And, and I jumped in, they're like, you're absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, but for me, it's, it's really practicing what you preach. And I yeah. think when it comes to marketing, 
you are your marketing. You know, how people sure. receive your words, they receive your wisdom, they receive your advice, whatever it might be. Mm. They need to receive that in a way that they understand. Um, and I think a lot of the time I see a lot of posts and a lot of things where people overcomplicate things. Mm. And the biggest thing I've realized is that if you put a post out there, it's creating three pain points for that person and then a solution. And sure. it's keep it so simple. Yeah. People yeah. don't, you know, look at things like reels on Instagram now, TikTok, all this kind of stuff that's coming out. People don't want to sit and read. People are getting, you know, a lot lazier as a society where it's, mm. you know, there's a seven second window to grab their attention. Yeah. So it's it's grabbing it in a way that's really authentic and actually sharing a big part of your life. You know, a lot of things that I go through, I'll share. Mm. Uh, and that's where a lot of people find that really relatable. So mm. yeah, marketing's an interesting one for me. It's it's mm. very been, you know, word of mouth over the years. Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It is it is traditional, but it's the most powerful, right? Because you've got that, that they're usually warm leads and they're qualified and they're half half halfway in the door uh, uh, before they start absolutely absolutely yeah. and whoever's yeah. referred them you know it's relatable back to that person because mm. whoever's referred them they obviously trust you it's it's a trust link the whole way through mm. um so yeah so i think it's if people are going to step outside and do you know social media marketing get someone that really knows what they're doing uh and that you you know someone else that's been through them because i think there's a lot of people out there that promise a lot of things and a lot of companies that can promise a lot of things yeah. um yeah. so it's it's really just you know do your homework in that sense on it sure mm. so do you target you talked about canada la australia do you <clears throat> if you you do run ads that then target those specific markets so you get that reach yeah i've never run an ad in my entire life okay <laughs> <laughs> it's how funny is this i tried to once and instagram said that my content was inappropriate and what? it was, I know, and it was a psychology post. I was like, I was uh, really confused. I was like, okay. Oh, they're so conservative though, aren't they? You know, you yeah. one in, 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 well, not inappropriate, but one yeah. word that they find uh, testing and, and they don't like to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from that point on, I, I remember saying to my assistant, I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just leave it. I said, the people will come, you know, whoever's yeah. there is, is based for it. So yeah, again, with ads and things like that, I think, um, you know, Gary V is probably a really good person to, to understand algorithms from. Right. Um, he talks a lot about algorithms and how they work. And I think yeah. looking at what people of massive thought leaders are doing, people like Tony Robbins, Tom yeah. Billier, Lewis Howes, yeah. people like that. Mm. What are they doing that is capturing people? Why are we captured to them? We mm. need to find our own formula, still being authentic, but start to learn things from people like that, I think is such a huge thing. Good point. Yeah, mm. really good point. Yeah. So you talked about your team. Do you have, um, do you outsource a lot of this stuff to other people who can uh, beaver away while you're doing the the face-to-face -face with with clients? Yeah, I believe that, anyone's that anyone that is better at me than doing tasks, I'm like, I'll hire you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've got an amazing assistant. Uh, I've got a video person and then I've got an editor as well. Right. Um, and then I've got another nutritionist uh, that I sort of, any nutrition load that I can't take, sort of, mm -hmm. you know, she gets in that sense. So yeah, and we're looking at expanding the team next year in that sense, oh. especially with the corporate stuff, yeah. uh, which will be super exciting as well. So yeah, I think when you're stepping into, you know, the online world, you can't do it all. You know, there's, I don't know many people that do have all the savviness to it all. Mm. I know for me, anything technology wise, it's, you know, I am very, very basic. Fair enough. <laughs> so, you know, I always mm. believe is that 
if someone can, you know, do that for you and it's going to save you time, it's looking at your time versus cost. Yes. You know, how an annoyance as well. How annoyed are you going to get doing yeah. that? You know, yeah. for someone else, what your passion is, that's their passion, you know. Yeah. So be brave, hand that over, uh, mm. and you'll save yourself a lot of time and definitely a lot of stress as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might change that mind state, right? Hugely. That's the one. Absolutely. It helps you stay in the right state if you've got you know you're talking to clients. Yeah, hugely. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. I guess um, it's playing to your strengths, isn't it? And just making sure you, mm. you stay in your lane. But yeah. um, how would, you know, because it's always a tricky one, isn't it? So when do you decide to offload those things? You know, when do you decide that part of that income is justified uh, to be to be used for someone else? It's a tricky mm. one to to know when that is. But I guess yeah. you, you do as much as you possibly can for your for your on you know out of your own knowledge until you know is it is it based on income or is it based on how crazy busy you get or you know the, yeah. how, how do you decide I'm not sure what the answer is to that one yeah it's a bit of both I kind of look at what I charge per hour how yeah. long that task is going to take me and yeah. then how how much it's going to cost me to outsource it so for mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. if I charge $300 an hour the task is going to take me two hours yeah. and someone's only going to charge me $175 to do it no brainer, sure. you know, yeah. and I think it's finding people then I've, you know, I'm so blessed with the most amazing assistant and she knows me better than I know myself sometimes. And it's finding someone that you don't have to go back and forth a million times over yeah. and that the cost side is really clear. I've, I've worked with a lot of clients that have had that hiccup of for yeah. as for a project that was meant to be two thousand or three thousand dollars worth of you know sort of graphics work mm, or whatever mm. else ended up being double uh, so i think it's being really clear and saying this is what i want this is how i want it give mm. me two options to choose from and mm. come back to me Brilliant. so you know the more clear you can be with the person mm. then the the easier their job is on their end uh, yeah. i think is really important so yeah i don't really have a, a set formula as per se um but i think it's it's just looking at the basics of you know if i free up that hour does that mean i can bring on another client well, mm. definitely. Mm. right then that is already paid for you know yeah. what i mean um yeah. which yeah. is such a huge thing yeah, absolutely. Good advice. <clears throat> How do you um, work with clients? Obviously, it's online, but in mm. terms of uh, the the the, I guess the energy exchange, let's call it. You know, mm. do you um, do you do you package things up so they buy a number of sessions um, based on their goal, or um, do you do you have various different options to engage with with clients? What what's worked for you, or what do you do now? Yeah, really good question. So I've played around with this a little bit over the mm. years. So I'll go over the one-on-ones first. So one-on-one -on -one people, I either, like on my website, there's a six-month package for either athletes or everyday people. Right. And that's 12 sessions within that six months. Yeah. I find that sometimes, especially after COVID, people don't necessarily have a big chunk of cash to yeah. hand over. And I think we as practitioners and, and coaches and mentors, we have to be understand we have to be understanding. Like, mm -hmm. yes, we're running a business. But also at the same time, if you're stopping someone from getting the help that they need because you want a big chunk of money in your bank account and they don't have it, mm -hmm. that's very, that's you know, to me, that's very immoral. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of, it is working with the client, but also having your standard and having your bare minimum, like maybe they pay session by session. Maybe they pay six sessions at a time and that's okay. You know what I mean? Right. 
Um, so it's it's really down to the person. And I think that's where as practitioners, you know, we need to be understanding. I see a lot of coaches out there that are like, you know, spend 10 grand with me. It'll be the best 10 grand. You'll make it back 20 times over, etc., yeah. etc. Et but that person might, might go into debt spending that 10 grand. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's terrible, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's really looking at the, efficacy behind it and then also the moral basis behind it because if you were on the other end how do you want to be treated how do you want to be recognized you know um so it's it's reminding yourself that you know i believe for me i i would do my job even if i didn't get paid i probably wouldn't do as many hours of it but that's how much i love it you know so it's looking at that side so i did start doing sort of you know as session by session um, and there are a few people, even still now, that, you know, financial situation or whatever it might yeah. be, that I'm happy to do that. Mm. Um, I'm very fortunate. I've never had to chase invoices or chase mm. people for money or anything like that. I'm very lucky that, you know, it's all being above board. Mm. Um, but, yeah, generally I would do six sessions or 12 sessions worth sort of as a package in that sense uh, is probably the easiest way to do it as well. I had a chat to a PT recently on the on here, and uh, I liked her approach. What she did, and, the, and not quite the same scenario, but you know, more more traditional gym stuff was she'd get them to pay for maybe four or six sessions up front, mm-hmm. and then would allow a more regular sort of you know pay as you go, yeah. just to, just to get that commitment up front. You know, because if it's if it's if it's one at a time and they're sort of half in half out at any point in the first six weeks they could pull the pin and that's probably the real critical time to start Mm -hmm. changing behaviors and and patterns and people really enjoying what they're you know receiving yeah that's i mean obviously there's multiple ways to skin the cat but i thought that was a good one to really get that that commitment up front both sort of psychologically and financially yeah absolutely Mm. i love that way and i think that's the biggest thing is that it's it's working out as a practitioner what works for you but also what works for your clients so yeah Yeah. i love that idea you know and it's it's good it's absolutely good yeah Uh, yeah. and then yeah for the the corporate work it's Mm. sort of two different ways i either deliver a sort of a one-off seminar if they have a specific whether it's nutrition or mind state work you know and i'll go in and deliver that and then sometimes i look after companies for a 12-month contract so i might go in there and say they might say hey we've got 300 staff Mm. uh we want to see you every quarter and then we want to have you know 100 one-on-ones with you for our staff throughout the year so i'll just you know work out those numbers on my end and also understanding i think when you're working with corporates you know, I always give myself like a, a buffer, you know, they say 100 one-on-ones, but it's most likely going to be 110 because I'm a softie and I can't say no to someone that wants help, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I've, I dedicate myself to be there for two hours for a seminar, likeliness, I'm going to be there for three doing questions and answers afterwards yes. and things like that. So yeah. okay. I tend to make it quite spacious in that sense. And I think, mm-hmm. You know, um, our our friend, amazing, you know, Rob, he always used to say to me, he was like, you know, never lower your price, but add more value. And yeah. I think that was the best bit of advice I could have ever had because it's yeah. really stuck with me in the sense that, yeah. you know, and, and any PTs or, or nutritionists out there or practitioners is that don't let people barter you down. You are worth what you lay out to be worth. So stick to that. But also yeah. how can you add value? Is it a follow-up text message you can send your client the next day to check in? You know, is it an email you can send? Is it whatever it is, you know? So something that obviously works for you, but you can add value to that, I think is so crucial. I think that's a brilliant approach. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're not under-promising, but you're certainly over-delivering. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's what pe- people will remember that stuff and they'll feel the value, won't they, as a result? Hugely. Um, yeah, interesting what you say about not um, not lowering your, your price or whatever. I think... 
um i can't remember where it where it came across but um i remember someone saying something along the lines of um your ability to pay doesn't uh doesn't change the value or doesn't change my value you know so okay. if someone's asking for a lower price then well, well, what would you like me to change about <laughs> what i do absolutely and, and that's the, just you know you can buy a rolls royce or you can buy a mini cooper right you know you, you there are there it exists elsewhere in 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 life and and that's that's i, I guess it just comes down to choice and mm. you know where you want to pitch yourself and, and where people will, will buy as a result Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, the car example is so good. The minute you drive that car off the lot, no matter which you you buy, it, it devalues straight away. Mm. But mm. if you as the practitioner, coach or mentor are continuously adding value, mm. people watching that person grow and flourish so that they are so willing to pay you. And not only that, when you want to increase your prices, they will be the ones that yeah. sit around because yeah. they go, oh my gosh, not only has this been such a huge value, but I valued myself as a person. Mm. I'm continuously growing, you know, mm. as for, you know, you drive that car off the lot, you just lost 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I think that works really well as well. That's an extension of the same same analogy. It's, um, yeah. it's so true. So it's looking for those opportunities to keep delivering value so that they're raving fans. Hugely, hugely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I usually uh, start picking. You've, you've dropped some great stuff in here already, as, as as everyone will know. But it's nice to, I guess, sort of start to wind up with some tips, things that uh, have worked for you over the years as PT and nutrition, whatever whatever space it relates to. Yeah. Um, and maybe things that you did that didn't work, but you sort of thought, okay, I'm not going to do that again. But um, good lesson. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Tips. Yeah, so why don't we go through all three? Let's go through okay. training, nutrition, and, and mindset because I think, you know, they're all one and the same, but I think there's some good yeah. points there. So, yeah, definitely training. Like, I can't encourage enough how important it is you have guidance and support through a trainer and a quality trainer that walks the talk, that knows their stuff, that genuinely cares about you mm. beyond your wallet you know, mm -hmm. is, is such a such a key thing. So mm -hmm. investing in a trainer, you are investing in yourself more than what you'll ever know. And initially, especially if people haven't had, you know, time around a trainer, they might think, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. My question to people is, well, can you afford to train for a year and not get the results you want? And then that affect your nutrition, that affect your mind state long term. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a trainer, it takes a thinking out of it for you. You're kept safe. Your progress is there because the trainer, the ex expert has it all in their hands. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's a really, really important thing. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. I wouldn't do around training is, uh, and I, I saw many people do this over the years, you know, join a powerlifting gym or a CrossFit gym or a weightlifting gym and not have the fundamentals behind you. And when I say the fundamentals, usually an expert from those gyms or a trainer to actually take you through, you know, don't just do something for the hype of it, yeah. do it because you want to do it and do it safely. Uh, I say that, you know, yeah. now, you know, recovering from a, a spinal surgery, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things. And, and mobility would be another big thing I would add to training. You know, I, I you cannot underestimate the sense of stretching and mobility, you know, and warming up and cooling down. It's it's definitely a huge factor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, any uh, businessy type angles that mm. uh, you kind of went, yeah, that worked. No, that didn't work. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I first started out as a personal trainer, just thinking back, the more I went and genuinely spoke to people out on the floor, 
just because I wanted to, not because I was trying to get them as a client, because yeah. I genuinely wanted to speak to them. That's how you get clients, you know? And, yeah. you know, some people might be like, oh gosh, Kate, that's the worst advice. But I often find not offering people a session straight off the bat often works. Really? Because you come, yeah, you've come to the, it's almost like a bit of a reverse, like unintentional yeah. reverse psychology. Yeah. You come to them and you're like, hey, Bob, how's your day going? How's your training? You know, like, tell me a bit about yourself. You see Bob in the gym second time round. You're like, hey, how's your kids going? How's the kids mm. soccer game this weekend? You know, mm. you build that rapport with them. I guarantee Bob's going to come to you in three weeks time and he's going to go, hey, are you available, for, you know, for a training session? I saw you train your client the other day and I really like the look of that, yeah. right? But when you walk up to someone on the gym floor, you don't know what state of mind they're in. You don't know how many trainers have already approached them. You don't know how that they, what their goals are or anything. And you offer them a session straight off the bat. Mm. They're going to feel like you're just trying to get their money. Yeah. That's That's my perspective on it. And that's, you know, I came from... You know, straight from university, you know, into back then club physical days, you know, dinosaur years ago now. And uh, yeah, I was a fully booked trainer and, and not one of them I ever tried to sell to. So I think it's really valuing the person and where they're at and thinking about how would you want someone to approach you? You know, do you want someone to be a car salesman or a, a door knocking salesman type mentality? Or do you want someone to actually care about you and, and have a genuine interest in you as a person? I think it's so big. Yeah, you're right. And that kind of echoes what you said about the, the social media. You know, people aren't stupid. You know, they, they know when you're not being authentic and even more so in person. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, so you, like you say, accidental reverse psychology. I like that. It's, um, yeah. it's so yeah. true. You know, people can yeah. sniff desperation, you know. So Absolutely. even if it isn't a desperation move, but it's just mm -hmm. too eager, you know, you don't kiss on a first date. It's all about you, you build that rapport. And then when people know, like, uh, they're ready to buy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as well, like, if you're a personal trainer and you're training in out of your gym, I would say train in your gym. People mm. want to see you train. They want to see how right. good your form is yeah. on something complex like a deadlift or a squat or whatever it might be. They want to see yeah. how it's meant to look. And they look at that and go, well, mine doesn't look like that, but I want it to. So yeah. I want to train with him or her, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's a really important thing as well. Absolutely, agreed. Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've got a. I've been scribbling. So yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be putting some of that stuff into the into the show notes. Yeah. Where can people find you, Kate? Whereabouts are you located in the interweb? Yeah, so Instagram would be my main platform. So Kate yeah. Irvine Mentoring. Uh, website kateirvine.co. Uh, nothing on the end of that. Co would be the okay. main two places. All right. Cool. Yeah. Dot co. I like it. Yeah, a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Everyone always says, "What's on the you, end of that?" <laughs> you future proofed that for Aussie, didn't you? <laughs> That's the yeah. one, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're onto it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. That's great. And um, and a website. Dot co. Dot co. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay, cool. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, that's good. Perfect. It's been um, it's been awesome picking your brains and chatting. You've got uh, pearls of wisdom beyond your years. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now it's great to be on here. Thanks so much. Right stuff. Thanks, Kate. Have a awesome. good day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating 
and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.